time for another edition of the Hypocritical Podcast. And joining me on this episode six, we've got founder and CEO, Hoala Grevy. How's it, Olena? Great to be back with you. Wonderful. Looking forward to our chat. And of course, we're going to talk about who's winning and who's failing this week. But first, let's dive into what's in the news. All right, so Hawala, what can you tell us about what's in the news right now? Well, um, I was back home in Hawaii for the holidays, and that was a great uh, recharging of the batteries and connecting with uh, customers and friends. Um, real quickly, I, we did a couple lunch and learns uh, back home at the Pacific Club, and folks like the Queens Health Systems and the Diagnostic Laboratory Services came down and learned more about our Project Orca which is our solution to uh, the need we see in the market for HIPAA compliant email marketing. So we showed them what we're working on uh, and got their feedback on what they'd like to see next. Uh, fortunately, we were able to launch that um, on Christmas day and then we rapidly went to work iterating on some of the features they were asking for. Uh, namely, we've since added um, segmentation and smart text to project Orca which is what we're calling our HIPAA compliant email marketing solution. Uh, segmentation allows you to um, segment to your email list so you can have uh, be better targeting for your email marketing campaigns. And smart text is our unique method by where the front end user, which is most likely a, a marketing manager, can choose a drop down menu box uh, within the text field of their email uh, campaign composer and they can choose variables uh, to insert to personalize the email. So pretty excited about that. Um, we also had a social mixer at Murphy's at the beginning of the year. Thanks, Olena, for coming down. I was there. The food was great. The company yeah. was even better. Yep. I, we just love uh, having uh, events at Murphy's. They really know how to take care of us. Uh, we're looking forward to doing our next one there. So that was a good vibe there. Thanks for coming out. And then lastly, uh, I was able to get in the water and uh, shoot some fish and catch some tacos. So pretty stoked on that. Um, water's really cold here in the Bay Area. So any chance I get to go diving in Hawaii, uh, I'm all for it. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. And I was glad to see you in person as well and meet your dad. Yeah, my dad came <laughs> out. He was chillaxing. That was good to have him there. He ran into a lot of my old friends. So that was really neat. Wonderful. If you don't mind, I do have a side note question that kind of popped up. Um, the name Project Orca, where does that come from? Ah, yeah. So, well, I like being in the water and, you know, trick question, uh, what hunts Orca? And yeah, so nothing. So that's how we got Project Orca. We're going to be top of the food chain type of solution here. Um, so that's how we got it. And our customers and prospects uh, seem to have a positive connotation with Orca as, the, as an animal. So uh, that's great for us. And yeah, that's how we got the name. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, so when you headed back to the Bay Area, were you busy diving back into work? Yeah, right. Great pun. Great segue. Yep. Dove back into work here in SF. Uh, we went and had our first social mixer of the year, uh, which was last week, which coincided with the JPM Week uh, healthcare conference in, in San Francisco. So we had that on the 15th at the Brex Oval Room, and we teamed up with our friends at Zentist, uh, which is a healthcare startup like us. 
and we had about eh, about 30 or 40 people at our social mixer and i thought that was well attended and got to catch up with friends and prospects and i think there was a few customers there um and then we finished the week with a uh, community service event at the glide church in san francisco and we served uh, meals to the needy and we served i think about 722 meals and prepped over 400 pounds of chicken now of course there were much more people than us we were helping out uh, among a large volunteer base um and then the JPM week, more specifically, for those that haven't been to it, um, it's usually the first or second week of the year in January, and it's held by JP Morgan, obviously. And about 9,000 of people flock in, looking like they most likely came for the East Coast because there's a bunch of suits and ties on Market Street. And it's a big healthcare conference. And so uh, we usually go to the after parties. That's where most of the networking occurs. So we went to the after parties and we held our own after party. And so that pretty much catches us up the uh, first couple of weeks of the year. Excellent. Congratulations. Uh, what else can you tell us about what's happening in the news uh, related to HIPAA compliance and whatnot? Yeah. So what we're seeing in the market right now is an increased level of sophisticated spam and phishing attacks um, affecting some of our customers. And so anytime we see that, especially when when there's a multi-layer uh, level of sophistication, uh, because I've you know been in the email game for 21 years, um, this has all the look and feel of a nation-state coordinated attack. And so what's going on right now is we've got this geopolitical conflict with Iran. And so, you know, not only is Iran most likely, um, you know, launching cyber attacks on us. But it's also a nice plausible deniability if you can, if you're another nation state, let's just say North Korea, and you have a network of, of uh, hacked machines in Iran, you can launch your attacks through Iran and have all accountability diverted from you because the attack looks like it's coming from Iran when in fact it's coming from another nation state, let's just say North Korea. And so I expect that trend to continue um at least for the first two quarters of the year and we're talking about like sophisticated stuff i mean um we're talking about university uh web servers for example edu um so they'll hack the web server they'll install a a mini website hanging off uh you know the url structure of that web server they'll combo that with a zombie domain uh, a domain name that's been around a while but doesn't necessarily send a lot of email until the time of the attack. And then it'll have a negative uh, reputation, or they'll have a neutral reputation as far as the domain name goes. They'll send from an IP that has a neutral reputation, and then they'll embed a link asking you to, you know, whatever, reset your password or take some action, all based in on the URL of a legitimate .edu site. And so when we see all three and four of these working at the same time, uh, that's definitely a, definitely a sign of uh, sophistication. Mm, Normally, sure. last, when I saw it last, it was uh, a nation-state attack. So I think we're seeing the same here again. And again, not necessarily coming from Iran, and it provides, gr it provides great cover for other nations to do it at the same time we're having this conflict with Iran. Mm-hmm. Interesting and uh, definitely something that people will fall victim to. 
Yeah, so I believe in the next four or five months, as the attacks get settled in and the HIPAA breach gets discovered and you have the 30 days to report it, uh, we'll see a rise in uh, HIPAA breach occurrences uh, as it as it's coming in through email, which is crazy to think about because uh, due to our Powbox HIPAA breach reports that we do every month, we already know that email as an attack vector was the number one most likely source for a HIPAA entity to get hacked. So it's already number one, and I expect it to, you know, further its distance from second place. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that was a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for that. Uh, now we're going to transition over to our winners. Uh, who would you say is winning right now? Well, you know, uh, we went to the Redox um, social mixer during JPM week last week, and that was on a Tuesday. And I'm pretty sure that was the social mixer of JPM week. So we're going to go with our friends at Redox. They're growing like crazy. They always have the best parties, usually involves a taco and maybe a margarita. And it was a uh, it was much the same. I got to hang out with uh, Nico Skivaski and James, two of the co-founders of Redox. So just really excited to see their success and also proud to uh, have them as a customer, as a Powerbox encrypted email customer. So I'd say that's my winner for, for this week's uh, Hypocritical. <laughs> Congratulations to them. All right. And transitioning over to those that are failing. Dong, dong, dong. <laughs> what would you say about uh, that? Well, we, it was announced uh, last week that Epic, which is probably the number one largest uh, healthcare EMR vendor on the planet, if it's not Cerner, um, they announced they discontinue their integration with Google Cloud, um, citing that their customers are no longer asking for it. Might be some cloud cover, pun intended. Um, for all the bad news Google's been getting lately, with its, uh, you know, surreptitious um, integrations with other uh, EMRs. So I think Epic might have been like, hey, just stop. We, we've also been doing the same with you. We don't want to be affiliated with it anymore. We're going to cut the cord. So I'd say Google Cloud was a loser, a uh, failure last week. And maybe Epic in the long run, because now they've got to find a new vendor. They did say they were talking to AWS and Azure. So we'll see, but definitely Google Cloud. Um, all that sneaky stuff about, um, you know, just uploading patient data into their cloud without allowing you to opt out. I mean, just like who, who wants to be in that? I mean, it's just, it's just creepy and there's just no opt out functionality. Right. So, um, you know, I don't think people are into that. Wouldn't it be advantageous for Epic to have something to move it over to prior to canceling Google Cloud? Or can you not do that? Well, I, I'm just imagining here that the, um, they were just trying to cut this story off at the head um, because of the revelation that other uh, health systems had been already giving Google Cloud access to their data. So I think they were trying to just stop it cold in the water. Gotcha. Just my guess, though. So. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, definitely something to learn from. And uh, as we move along into predictions, um, this is also related to HIPAA breaches. Yeah. So I'm going to go on the record here. And so I'm going to go on the record. And again, as mentioned, due to the geopolitical uh, turmoil we have with Iran, 
my prediction is HIPAA breach, HIPAA breaches in, in total for 2020 will be 50% higher or more than they were in 2019. Uh, I believe that nation state hacking will be just on all fronts. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, China, North Korea, Russia, all using this opportunity for the, and, and probably other countries too, right? All using this opportunity that we have with Iran to launch their own campaigns against us. So um, we'll be compiling and issuing the HIPAA breach report for all of 2019. And we'll have those numbers in place and to see if I'm full of it or not by the end of 2020. And we'll see if, if there indeed were 50% more HIPAA breaches in 2020. So that's mm. my prediction, laying it out there. <laughs> what specifically is nation state hacking? Uh, it, you know, it's, it's sanctioned or set up by uh, a foreign government that is adversarial to the United States. China and Russia are renowned for this and now North Korea as well. And so it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a government-backed uh, hacking operation by which they normally insert some sort of plausible deniability, which, you know, Russia excels at. Um, so that's, that would be Russia nation state. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, we also have a lot of information available on our website, which is powbox.com. That's P-A-U-B-O-X.com. And until next time. Aloha, everyone.